What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting, positive news from more progressive society. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here's the Positive Truth. We're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. We have a special episode today. Super producer JoJo and Uncle Flash Tim are going to talk about being a parent. But before we get to that, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on all our social media platforms. We post positive things all the time. Leave us a review. Support the podcast. We're supporting positivity. But yeah. Yeah, man, we're here. Let's talk about being a dad. So we obviously know uh, people, there's a lot of people out there that think that if you're, you know, brown, your, your dad's not in the picture. And I mean, that may have been, you know, it for me, but I definitely see a lot of minority fathers in the world. So yeah. me as a new father. So, so time out. Let's, let's start there. Okay, let's do Why that. Why don't you both talk about your father growing up? Tim. <laughs> it's gonna be a while where should i start uh yeah no i was raised by my mom single mom uh got a twin sister uh, i have two older brothers one was like 16 whenever i was born myself and my sister were born the other one was 12 so they were basically moved out by time well you're, uh, just, you're a twin yeah you didn't know that no Dude, i told you multiple times no you didn't we have told you this before. that's yeah. not true <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> so, yeah. i didn't know that so yeah man like uh you're now my favorite person on this podcast. If you meet my sister, sorry, us bro. together. We you were... got a twin? No. no, sorry, you out, bro. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, like, uh, it was just my mom, man. I had a real strong mom, no father around. Uh, father figures were any dad that was around, pay attention to them, see what they were doing type of thing. I mean, it wasn't anything too too major. Didn't really make that big of a impact in my life, like growing up or anything where I was like, oh, I need my dad. I mean, I had my, you know, angry stage that I had to figure out, you know, but my mom was there. I had my sister. I had... When was your angry stage? Man, high school, dude. High school was tough. I was hormonal. I thought I was a man. I started working, so I really thought I was a man. Like, Nothing like that five twenty-five an hour back then. Man, <laughs> it was $5. And then when I got that 25 cent raise, I thought I was balling, man. Like, oh, yo, I'm getting extra 30 bucks a check. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, no dad. I saw single mom, nothing too crazy. Jojo, what was your fatherhood experience called? Um, so my dad uh, was awarded custody of me by the state of California when I was seven, um, and brought me here to meet my my paternal family. Uh, but my dad, from when I was seven till about um, maybe the age of twelve or thirteen, was a single dad, um, and he did his best. My dad's the father of four children. I was the only one that he raised, um, and he was still fairly. He had a troubled childhood, um, like teenage years into his 20s. So he got me right when he was, you know, in his early 30s and uh, didn't have the slightest clue on how to be a dad or anything. Um, you know, kind of felt that <clears throat> in his in his life, uh, he missed out a, uh, on a lot of, you know, his youth. He just got to kind of thrust into this fatherhood thing. So, you know, for a long time, it was just me and him. And uh, luckily for the both of us, uh, we have a fairly large family. Like my, my grandmother, uh, my grandparents had nine kids. And um, out of those nine kids, there's like 40 some odd grandkids and 50 some odd great grandkids. And so we were a really big um, and, you know, somewhat close family. And so I have, I've, I've always had a lot of family um, figure, uh, family members that I could, you know, that helped my dad raise me, you know. Uh, I have an aunt, uh, Nisi, who passed away a couple years ago, but, you know, I called her mom growing up because I stayed with her most and 
stayed with my grandma uh, a lot. So, uh, but my dad was, you know, he was generally around. I think a lot of times uh, he knew when um, his responsibility was getting the best of him, you know? And so he kind of let me go stay with my aunt for a while. Let me go stay with um, my grandma for a while. And, you know, he would, he did the best he could, you know, and uh, as being a dad, but yeah, he was, he was around, you know, I, I was definitely not sans my father, so that stereotype didn't play into my life. Ever. So I, that's that's really why we're doing this because there needs to be a conversation in America about the struggles of being a parent, being a father, and you all are going to do that here. So now your fathers, let's just say, not the best situation. Mm-hmm. What was your fears before becoming a father versus your fears now? Man. I honestly did not know if I was going to be able to change her diaper, take care of her the right way. You know, like, am I going to burp her right? Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was really, I've been around babies. I have plenty of nieces and nephews, but it was always that, like, I'll hold you for a minute, give you right back whenever they were too small. And then when they got old enough to play, like, all right, let's do this. You can use the restroom and wash your hands yourself. You know what I mean? So uh, that was definitely my biggest fear. But after she was born, um, she was born, she got taken away from us immediately. Uh, she got to go to the NICU, and uh, that was a terrifying experience. It kind of brought everything into perspective. Um, things that I was scared of, like a diaper change, I thought was ridiculous. Um, it's no longer a fear at all. I can take care of my daughter completely, yeah. like by myself. It's my little baby. Uh, but now, my biggest fear is just failing her. I don't want to be a bad example to her. I don't want to scar her for life and anything. I, I really just want to be that. just want to be a good role model to her. If she needs me, I'm here type of person. I just realized we haven't... Judges, say your how many kids you have and how old they are. Oh, I have two children. Um, my daughter Amelia is five, and my son August is four. Tim, talk about your kid. Layla is two and a half months now, man. Um, she's cute as ever. Looks just like her mom. JP, talk about your kid. Zero. So just <laughs> <laughs> talk about your fears before you became a dad. Fears after. Yeah. So, um, I think like fears before. I became a father. Um, I necessarily, I didn't really like have fears. Um, I've always gone into things that would typically cause anxiety or fear um, with the mindset of there's been millions of people that have done this exact same thing before me. Um, and you know, not to be like uh, rude or anything, but there's some like, there's some dudes that don't deserve to be fathers or shouldn't be fathers um, that are. And, you know, I was like, in that mindset, I'm like, man, like, if some of these cats can pull off, you know, keeping a kid alive, then I've got a, I've got a fighting chance, you know. Um, that is a positive mindset. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, man, like, as far as, like, physically having a kid, though, like, I was, I'm, I didn't, until I had my daughter, I didn't like to hold little babies. I was always afraid that, like, I'd drop kids or something would happen when I would hold them and it would be my fault. Um, so like, I just like up until I had my own kid and was like kind of forced to hold my child. Uh, I didn't touch little babies. That's just, but I love kids. Like I've always loved kids. I've always worked with kids. I used to teach little kids. And so, um, yeah, bro, it's a different, it's a different ball game when they're your own. Though. So how does that explain that? Um, it's cool, man. It's, a, it's an adventure. Um, it's generally, I think it's like 48% of an adventure that I don't want to be on and 52% of 
really fun, happy times. Um, and I only say that because like, yeah, I was like, what kind of adventure do you no, want to be? No, there's now? like kids are kids are. Um, I mean, it's a it's just a total life change, you know, and it happens in an instant. And so there's a thousand and one things you have to learn about being a parent. Um, just kind of like what Tim said, man, like changing a diaper. Um, I mean, you got to learn how to do that. You got to learn how to properly properly feed and burp your child. You got to, like right now, well, no, we just come out of potty training. Um, potty training was a, a job, bro. Like, and luckily for me, like, I'm blessed and fortunate enough to be able to make a living that affords my wife to stay at home. Um, but God bless her soul, man. Like, she's there for all of that stuff. You know, and that's like, that's like it's, a job. it's intense, man. It is intense. And those are just three things from <laughs> birth to toddlerhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine what like preteens and teenagers are going to go, you know, because I was a teenager, you know, and I just pray that my son is a way better teenager than I am. And, uh, but yeah, I think, man, like, it's it's difficult sometimes, man. It uh, it causes a lot of sh- a lot of hard, difficult conversations between my wife and I on how to parent um, because her parents. Um, side note: My wife is a thousand times better person than I am, just generally. Um, Good answer. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Since you need to do I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of mean, um, and uh, can be snarky at times and. Uh, Say mean things on purpose. Facts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to where, like, it's one of those things where, like, why, like, why are you apologizing when you meant to, <laughs> when you meant to say Facts. that? Um, but my wife is just a generally better person. And so, like, she does the research when it comes to being a parent, when it comes to raising children, raising the kinds of kids we have. Um, and I don't. So I just go to, like, the parenting style that I have. And I was raised by, like, the really, like, intense and, loud and charismatic black family to where like if you say something the wrong way or look at somebody sideways it's a wrap you know it's game over you get roasted yeah you you get inflamed facts you, you know you get inflamed verbally or physically <laughs> you know so uh so that's what i that's what i resort to you know when my kids are doing things that kids do and you know so it's kind of even <laughs> even now man like I'll say something to my kids and they're doing something that's getting on my nerves. Like last week, uh, somebody was, oh, my daughter was drinking something out of a cup and she was going, and I said, yo, stop doing that. Cause she kept doing it. Cause she thought it was funny. It's funny. And so she just kept doing it. I said, yo, stop doing that. Or you're going to be in timeout for 20 minutes. And then my wife like made a smirk and like laughed, like chuckled a little bit. And my kids started laughing. I said, look, y'all going to let your mama get you in trouble. Don't do that. And so my, my wife said, yeah, bro, that's illogical. You're going to put them in timeout for 20 minutes for making a noise. And so we just had like this hard conversation that led into other. So we were just like mad at each other for like an hour over somebody making a slurping noise out of a cup. And so it's things like that 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 find their way into that 48% of that adventure that I don't want to be. I in. hear that. Dang, that was an intense answer for that question, yep. by the way. Man, yeah. so you got... But that leads to other questions. So, mm-hmm. I think this hasn't been said yet, but you both have support systems. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
having a kid without a support system is just unbelievable. The finance, yeah. like if you didn't, if you're barely hanging on financially, and you don't have a support system, it's basically impossible to be a parent. Yeah, like or a great parent. Let's put it like that. Mm -hmm. Even if you have the finances, like without that support system, emotionally you're gonna fall apart. Like it's it's tough. Like oh, it's me and Edna at home and. It's tough. Like without her parents, without my mom, without my sister, without, you know, just family around period. Like, oh my, I don't think we would have been able to make it. Like it was so hard. The transition was, again, like you said before, it just, it's an instant. It goes from like carefree, you don't have any responsibilities to like, yo, you have a responsibility. It's right here in front of you. Yeah. Edna will tell you my life changed when I found out I got pregnant. Your life changed when she was born. That's what she would tell me all the time. And I'm like, you're that absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, she... She had to change her diet, had to make sure, you know, she was putting her first. Mm -hmm. And for us as men, even though we're like, oh, we have a baby on our way, you know, we're trying to save money or whatever we're trying to do. It's but still... that's not completely true because that room. So Tim has a room in his house that before Layla <laughs> was just a room, which is where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this or maybe this or maybe a big this closet. or maybe this. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Or maybe this in like five years. Then Layla came. And this room looks like a, like if you take a picture of it, it's like, oh, Tim's living in a mansion. No, this dude's living on the south side of Oklahoma City. You're not living in a mansion. I put some work in, man. I've never done anything like that in my life. I used YouTube, DIY videos help. Um, so it made you a better person. Absolutely, man. My daughter, man, psh, ha, I'm, I'm going to be the greatest dad in the world. Like, I'm too competitive. I'm using all this competitiveness and, like, I want to make sure whenever she like tells somebody or if one of those days she gives me those card greatest dad in the world like every kid gives their father like I'm gonna make sure I earn that you know what I mean yeah. I'm not gonna be just that dad that is around and says he's a father I'm putting all my effort into it her her dreams whatever she wants I'm gonna do my best to try to provide for her and I'll at the same time you know teach good character and all that good stuff and you know we got great wives in all reality let's be real like I know for a fact I wouldn't be where I'm at today without her I know Jojo Facts. would think the same thing yeah support system and having each other it means everything man mm -hmm. and that's the thing with like being a parent like as one not a parent not gonna be a parent anytime soon if you're listening mom <laughs> 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 so like, i would just be like terrified of just like everything because like you said it's a whole it's a whole different lifestyle switch you can yeah. like, so you have two kids you can't be spontaneous can you oh like, like in what aspect? Like, oh, let's just watch a movie at nine thirty. I no, not with my wife. Yeah, because there's childcare that has to, and my kids don't go to the movies. And then everything yeah. you say and do is influencing them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's a it's a huge yeah, burden. I, I, I think y'all are like laughing off. Well, I, like as someone that's not a parent, like I was like the idea that you could say something wrong. And then them remember that for the rest of their lives, or them not I, want to talk to you about it. I think it's different though because you have to, like, you you know that, and so that's going to be your your guiding you know light as you continue to raise these humans. It's like, oh yeah, I always am reminding myself that anything that I can say could alter the course of their future. Um, and so I think that like, I think that what you're saying is very much so a uh, pre. Fear. child fear um but once you're like in it it's not any because i think you, it's not anything to be worried about i think that the general idea of parenthood is to always be a better parent than you had you know and to do whatever you need to do now some people do that um and how are you all going to do that my wife is the she's the teacher in my house so like 
it's trial and error in my house. I mean, being the I think being the guys that we are in all reality, like my wife, that's what she does. She's doing student teaching right now. Mm -hmm. I de we definitely still have to watch what we do. Like for an example, bad parenting moment on Tim already. I know she's only two and a half months, but uh, I really like karate movies and kung fu movies. So I'm like, all right, Layla, we're gonna you know watch some kung fu movies. She's only two months. She likes watching the TV now. She's starting to see shapes move, and uh, I'll play with her hands like she's play fighting and stuff. But now every time, whenever it's like time to put her down to sleep or something, she'll want to talk and she'll start making all those random noises. And it's the cutest thing ever. But then she'll also want to play fight. So it's both arms or somebody holds her. She'll grunt and hits like every time. She'll stick her arm straight up and it punches whoever she's holding in the face. So I know hold her and she hits and then the chin or the eye a couple times. And she's like, why does she keep doing this? And I finally came to the conclusion. We're watching this Kung Fu movie and she's laughing and and I'm like, oh crap, like she's only two and a half months and she's doing this already. Of course, Edna's angry with me, like, yo, you gotta quit teaching my daughter this crap. I'm like, really frustrated, so. Side note, Edna, that could lead to millions and millions of dollars. I'm trying to tell her. Your daughter's fighting in the UFC. <laughs> Come on. I tried to tell Edna, I'm like, yo, ain't nobody gonna mess with our daughter. She's like, she's right. gonna be tall, don't worry about it. But, you know, their kids are sponges, man, so. No matter what you do, even you think it's funny at a young age or something, they're going to continue doing it. And yeah. I feel like that pre-fear, once the child's born, that's one of the things that changes with you. Like, you automatically go from, oh, I'm scared. I don't know if I'm going to be able to change her diaper to, all right, I got to make sure she's good. Yeah. Everything else, like, you, for, for me, like, my, my vision was, like, way out here and it kind of closed a little bit. It was like, none of this other crap matters. This is the only thing that matters, her path. Like, and I'm going with Some it from there. Oh, nobody sure. is. Nobody is, and then I mean, it just yeah. happens. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, some people aren't ready for kids. Period. I think, man. Like I said, it's a lifelong learning curve. Um, Agreed. You know, I, I think too, man. It's like it's, it kind of speaks to, you know, having the. I think the the blessing that Tim and I have is that you know our our kids will have two parents. You know, what I'm saying, and so like it's a different thing because so I can say or do something. And my wife can come in on the back end and clean that up and say, yeah, y'all daddy's crazy. Don't do that. Don't say that. You know, I swear, you know, I say curse words a lot. Um, I don't say them a lot. I use them often, though. Um, and, like, I slip up and use them around my kids sometimes. And, you know, my son is running around the house saying the F word and everybody thinks it's hilarious. I personally think it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. My wife? Serious. Um, but it's one of those things where we can, we can teach them like, Hey, this is, this is not, they're still young enough to be moldable and they'll always be moldable until they get out of my house. And hopefully they'll continue to be moldable throughout the rest of their life and for in different aspects. But I think that the, the cool thing about, you know, having that support system is that your kid can see or hear you do something wrong and they have other people that kind of could put them on the correct path Absolutely. to not make the same mistakes that you do. And then also... There's times to where, like, I do or say something in front of my kids that I have to turn around and apologize for and say, you know, daddy, daddy, what he said when he yelled at that guy that cut us off on the street, that wasn't the right thing to do, you know, and that's not how this family acts. We don't do that in this family. Man, I think that's one of the dopest things about fathers today. We're willing to talk about our emotions and even apologize to our children for doing something wrong. In the 80s, pre-80s negative <laughs> like your dad will punch you in the chest before he apologized to you like just yeah. off of everything that i've known and i've seen obviously I, I didn't have my dad around so i guess no I my dad punched me in the chest yeah, yeah see what i'm saying like <laughs> oh, like i know my brother punched me in my chest before <laughs> yeah. you know like so i'm just 
emotions, being able to talk about your emotions, especially in the black community, like we, there was no way in hell a man is allowed to talk about their emotions, especially with each other. It's not happening. You're not right. doing that. Like that's bedtime talk with your wife if you even have one. And if you don't, mm-hmm. you're taking out your anger in other ways. Mm-hmm. So like today, the fact that we're able to have this conversation right now, the fact that you're apologizing to your kid, I know I'm going to have to apologize to Layla for all kind of random stuff I do wrong. And it's perfectly okay. And that's something that like people need to understand. Minor- there's minority fathers, one. <laughs> and two, hey, we talk about our emotions with our kids. We're not just out here raising a bunch of hoodlums like yeah. everybody think we are, man. Like, oh, we don't tell our kids anything. We just let them act a fool. That's not the case. Like, we're yeah. some good fa- – I feel like we're, we're good fathers I think so that's far. A, I think test- that's a testament, too, to – I think even for you, man, being raised by a single mom, you know, who, who allowed for emotions to be talked about. My dad, I don't know what happened because he didn't start off this way. Um, but like somewhere between, you know, me becoming between 12 and 13, um, my dad started letting me express my emotions and he would ask me like, yo man, like did that conversation we had or did what I say hurt your feelings? And I would just break down and and cry, you know, because I I didn't know that I was allowed to express that, you know? And even like, even today, man, like my son is ultra emotional because I'm an emotional person. My wife is super emotional. And when I think like my my son got like a double dose of both of my kids did, but my son he shows it more. And I can be around my brothers who are big tough dudes and aren't necessarily emotional. Um, and my son will say or do something, you know, that would be considered uh, you know soft, uh, and they'll try to poke fun at him, right. you know. And so like that's when I have to go back on the back end and say, well, look, man, you can say whatever you feel, you know what I'm saying? And so. Um, I think it's just something about like my my dad had a shift. My mom uh, was able to like let me be emotional forever. And my brothers to this day still make fun of me for being emotional about certain things. And they can tell you stories about you know me breaking up with girls and crying, <laughs> just like the funniest stuff now. But um, how I, are you all gonna foster that later on in the future? Oh man, make but sure you have a plan on like how to keep that communication going. It's, it's just that it's just keeping an open line of communication. I think like now, I can, I think like as a parent, we look at our children's lives in phases, you know. And so like we have like you know toddler like newborn to toddler age where they're just doing funny stuff and learning how to do things, talk and walk and all that jazz. You've got your elementary school phase where they're just, you know, you want your kid to be the smartest kid in the class and they're learning how to read and do numbers and all that kind of stuff. Junior high is when they're like starting to put their toe into the real world and, you know, then the you know, the internet happens and, you know, uh, girls start happening and boys start happening. Puberty, um, man. And then high school where they think they're 20 now or they think they're grown they think they're right about everything yeah they think they're right about everything they think they're ready for everything and so i think like in that mindset it's like okay i'm gonna foster my conversations around these phases you know and like when my kids hit elementary school we're all gonna be about learning and like what do you want to be when you grow up and let's take uh you know let's do all these classes my son's in karate now my daughter's in dance and like really trying to let them express themselves and fall in love with something tim's already got way with karate yeah, yeah. He ahead of the curve. He ahead of the curve. It's free karate too. My man. karate costs a lot of money. Uh, but yeah, man. So I, I think for me, like to come to combat that, uh, I want to have. I want to start having difficult conversations with my kids at an earlier age. Man, 
uh, that's necessary. You know? I, I really believe that's necessary. Me dealing with high school kids, a lot of the times whenever we have behavioral issues, it's these kids that don't have those difficult conversations at home. Mm -hmm. So I know for myself, I see my nieces and my nephews, I have those conversations with them as well. Even if their parents don't have those conversations mm -hmm. with them, my brothers or my sisters. And I, you can see the difference. Give us an example of some of those. What difficult like uh, for an example with uh, one of my oldest nieces, she's actually a senior in high school. Um, sex conversation. Like Uncle Tim, I'm starting to have sex. I'm glad you came up and talked to me. Now let's talk about protection. I didn't go in on her as in, teenagers don't have sex. It's my niece, you know, first things first, I got it's pissed. your niece. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's my niece, I'm pissed, you know, in my yeah. head. But if I show her that I'm angry, I've seen how these teenagers react whenever you, you react angry. They don't talk to you about it. They hide everything from you. And how are you supposed to help a teenager who's having sex who may not know about protection or birth control or anything about STDs. Like yeah. what I don't know, know exactly what she knows. That what means the cost that they take on average $190,000 from birth to 18. Exactly. Can't that. These statistics, right. like these kids just don't know. They don't know any better. They think they're ready for everything, but they don't really know all the consequences that can happen. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of practice being a high school coach. You know, I work at the middle school now. So I'm with these middle school kids. I've had I have a bunch of nieces and nephews that I was able to help raise. And I honestly know it takes a village, you know, mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of everybody and I know my brothers and my sisters are happy that I have that relationship with them so she talks to me about sex you know I talked to her about protection I talked to her asked her if she's planning on getting on birth control you know talked about STDs all that good stuff and she thanked me at the end of the conversation thank you for being honest with me and, and giving me all this information I love you and that was the end of the conversation she's still not pregnant you know this conversation was about six months ago yeah. um, so she's not pregnant or anything so you know things are going yeah. good we're winning yeah we're winning right <laughs> now like I mean whatever she's going to do she's going to do yeah. so like to kind of like chime in what you were saying I honestly believe you know it is open communication you got to have kind of a, a difficult conversation but you also have to hold your emotions back as that yeah. dad, as a father you can't go yeah. in on them and be that dad sometimes sometimes you just have to listen and let them express themselves and try to point them in the right direction. Let them yeah. be the, the young adults that they're becoming. If there's anything we've learned on this podcast, it says listening can help a lot. That's man. true. That's true. Man. I, I think for me too, man, it's like the conversations that I'm I'm starting to have with my kids is like trying to show my son how to how to treat women. Um, I think like for me, man, like to be completely transparent, my dad was a terrible model on how to treat women. Um, and so like luckily I had my my aunt, you know, who who I considered to be my mom, who, you know, kind of helped me along the way. I, I had a brother who um, got married when I was still in high school. And so I was able to watch him, um, you know, show love and affection and appreciation for his wife, um, which like, which was great. And I, I will say, man, like my teenage years and my early twenties, I was a terrible person when it came to women, you know? Um, but like, I want to show my son, like, you know, when it comes to him and his sister fighting, which is inevitable, you know, we have a saying in our house that when somebody says something, you know, rude to somebody or hurt somebody physically, we just say like, we, that's not how we love each other, you know? And so like, we make them hug <laughs> and all that jazz. But like, I tell my son, like, like, you're going to be a big dude, you know, you're going to be strong and, you know, by God's grace, you'll be taller than I am. Um, but like you're gonna at some point need to protect your big sister, you know, and not only your big sister, but all of the women in your life, all of the girls that are in your life. Um, and so like just teaching him how to be a respectable man in today's society, which is rare, you know, uh, and even like with my daughter, like thinking about 
just statistically showing like one in three women in their lifetime have been sexually abused. Like I want to be able to have that conversation with her, not only to like let her know that like one, like if anybody talks to you or handles you inappropriately, like you need to one, get out of that situation. But two, like if you, if something happens to you, you can come and talk about it and you don't have to be ashamed because whatever happened to you, like it's not your fault. And we want to, you know, seek justice for you in whatever way we can. And so like kind of just thinking about, thinking about those kind of hard conversations, having them early, as early as possible, you know, to where my kids will understand is kind of like the idea instead of just waiting late in life. I like it. I like that answer, man. Pretty incredible. So, another question. So, us being fathers, were there like any uh, TV fathers that you watched? Uncle Phil. Like Uncle Phil, of course. Like I remember uh, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Even Danny Tanner from Full House, man. Like I remember all these ads. Uncle Jesse. Like these were father figures but in, see, this in my is life. The stereotype: brown people getting raised by awful culture, making the society worse. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, that's not true. Like, we're Again, not raised by Jay Z. Absolutely not. Right. That's the thing, though. Like, for some of us, that was really the father. But at the end of the day, there was a lot of people that actually had fathers. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I, I learned from other people's mistakes. So I'm looking at all my older siblings and looking at the mistakes that they've made. Right. Looking at my mom's mistakes. Looking at, you know, even on TV shows, the mistakes that they're making. Bring it into my own life so I don't repeat it because I already know what's going to end up happening. Oh, yeah. hey, if I go ahead and break into these houses at the same time when you know, a bunch of my friends were doing it when I was younger, I would have went to jail. I saw that on, you know, Family Matters, so, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Those were those type of fathers. They were good representations for myself or somebody that was raised by a single mother. And now as a father today, I mean, I don't necessarily have to make my daughter watch TV shows to understand, you know, how to be a, a good woman one day, but I'm just going to make sure I have consistency with her when it comes to open conversation and uncomfortable conversations. I think it's super necessary. What goals do you all have personally that you think will be an inspiration for your kids in the future? Man, I want to let my, whenever she's old enough to understand, I want to let her know what my personal goals are in life. Like at that time, they may change and let her know that, you know, this is what I want to do and I want to achieve it. I want to make sure that's one of the things I'm leading by example, that I'm trying to achieve a goal that I set. My dream to qualify for the Olympic trials. I want to see her, I want her to see me getting up at 5.30, 4 o'clock in the morning to go work out and run and being consistent with it. I want to make sure I'm a good example for her. That's definitely like a big goal for myself. Yeah, I think I think for me um, is I just want to be present, you know, with my kids. I uh, It's really easy for me, like I do a, I do a lot of things. You all know this. Like, I'm here. Super producer, man. I'm he here does shooting everything. this podcast every other week. Um, I'm doing a lot of a lot of video stuff. I'm doing a lot of DJ stuff. I have my real job um, at the hospital, and so like that takes me out of my house. I'm, I'm a, more than a, more often than I'm in my home, you know. And my uh, <clears throat> I have a brother-in-law who passed away a few years ago, Jason, and at his. Uh, at his funeral, uh, I heard my sister say something that like stuck with me, you know, and I still think about to this day, it's just about how present he was with his kids. You know, he would get home from working, you know, 12 and 14, 15 hour shifts and be dog tired, but would give his children, you know, individually 
time to spend with him, you know, as if he, you know, had just been there all day, you know? So I, I think about that, man. And there's, I mean, there's times to where, you know, I have to like today, I, I went home during work today. So if I, if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have seen my kids in 24 hours, you know? And so like, I think about times like that to where I know that that, that probably stresses them out sometimes, you know, and frustrates them. And, you know, we don't get to have, all the conversations that we could have had in that one day. Um, but like, you know, I think for me, man, just being present is, is huge. Cause you know, like I had my dad growing up, but he wasn't always present. You know, he would be gone for weeks at a time. He dropped me off at somebody's house for months at a time. And I just didn't get to see him a lot, you know, and that I didn't realize until, you know, I became a father, how much of an impact I actually had. Um, and so for me, man, I just want to be present not only with them, but just be present to experience life in general. You know, I'm constantly getting on my wife for like pulling out her phone when stuff is happening in order to like record it with her phone or take pictures. Because I think for me, man, like there's something like just really authentic about memories and just being in the moment. Um, And so I think for them, man, like, we're in, you know, 2018 and technology is a majority of everybody's life now. And like, I don't know, there's just something, you know, old school about just being in the moment and being present, uh, you know, with my kids or just whatever environment that I'm in. So I think for me, man, that's kind of one of my goals is just to continue to be there and in their face. I like it. Definitely want to be around. I definitely uh, don't want to work all the time. and not being around my kids. I couldn't imagine being away from my daughter for 24 hours. I know she's only two and a half months, but yeah. when I'm away from her for like eight hours, I'm like, yo, I got to get home. I sprint home wherever I'm doing. Yeah. I think it's those little moments too, man. Like I came home today and like it was during nap time. And so I came in like trying to be quiet because I knew everybody was asleep. And uh, my son was up. <laughs> <laughs> my son was up and he had a... Uh, he was sitting on the couch. He was watching something like a cartoon on Netflix or something. But he had his bike helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, like my type of kid. Man. And like, he's just sitting there with his bike helmet on. His like long curly head coming out of it. And he just looks up. And I haven't seen him since yesterday. And he looks up and he's just like, hi, daddy. <laughs> and like, I'm like, man, like, I'm so glad I'm here for this moment. <laughs> and then like my daughter got up. Mind you, she's asleep. She's been asleep for two hours. And she's got on a full head-to-toe, like, Supergirl costume on. Yeah. With a cape and everything. Nice. And she just took a nap in. <laughs> and so, like, things like that are moments that I'm, like, that I strive for to just be present. You know, because I can look back on that and be like, and just it'll just fill me with joy if I'm having a hard time being away from my kids, you know? So, I hear that, man. I'm going to strive for that. Wake, hopefully Layla wakes up like in a Wonder Woman costume or something she went to sleep in. Oh, man, that helmet had me going, bro. Because <laughs> he had a helmet on and, like, some uh, Spider-Man underwear. Yes. That was, was it, bro. <laughs> you know? And I'm, I was there for every minute of that. So it was great. That's dope, man. That's super dope. That's a great story, too. Just, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, life's filled with those little kinds of moments, man, that you, I can't wait to bring up at my kids like graduation parties hex yeah hex yeah man i'm in all kind of embarrassing stories i can't wait make sure i write them down or something man oh yeah 
I know my kids are probably gonna roast me when they get a little bit older and realize I'm a small dude. So a good th- a thing that we firepower. Yeah, I think that we started when the, our kids were born that we hadn't we haven't. I don't. My wife may have. I haven't kept up on it, but we set up our kids uh, an email address, and so we can email them these little moments, mm. you know. And so like we'll give them access to the email address when they go off to college or whatever. But there's just those little those little moments that we can drop pictures in our videos, and that'll always be there i don't know that's just one way of record keeping so where you can still be in those moments and not have to i actually like that awesome. man yeah we should do that yeah I'm, I'm no i'm gonna hey edna let's do this yeah no to uh, edna set up an email address for layla facts i got all these random pictures well i got a picture of her like almost every i probably take a picture of her every day now i think about it man new being a new parent is such i feel like such like if middle school Tim were to see me now, he would be highly upset. Like he would think I'm the biggest punk. You sell out, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm such a I'm a sucker dad, man. I'm like, she got me. She can fake cry, and I'll pick her I up. I do like, remember you. You know, it's good seven, eight years ago talking about you hating kids. Like your were parents always posting pictures on their Facebook of their kids. Man, man, I'm I'm that dude. Like one of one of my now you're just like yeah, like better, it's okay, I'm, man. It's, it's all okay. good. Man. I feel like such a proud dad. Like, you guys are blessed to have like a beautiful child. Man, some people aren't as blessed, and those are the people that I don't want to see posting pictures of their kids every day. <laughs> Jojo, just kept that out of yourself. Come on, man. <laughs> Positive, bro. We're positive, but we're also realistic. <laughs> <laughs> this is why JoJo is behind the camera most of the time. Don't let me talk no more. <laughs> this will be hey. the first and last time you guys see me here. It's, lightning, it's been real, guys. It's lightning coming out of my hands, JoJo. Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we, we we should do this yearly. So yes, we'll bring JoJo back as long as he promises not to make fun of anyone's kids. I didn't say anybody specifically. Y'all know some of y'all's children is touched though. Not you guys. Not our viewers <laughs> and our listeners. You guys have the most beautiful children. <laughs> and everybody that's just listening to the audio version of this, I just gave a big smile and a wink. Lightning and is coming lightning out, of my out of Tim's hands. Lightning came out of Tim's hands just right now. That's great. Anyways. Take that world. So we're gonna do this yearly. We're gonna talk about experience for growing. It's gonna be awesome. Back to school. We can talk about all that good stuff next year. Yeah, bro. My kids are homeschooled though, so. Oh well. This is back to the kitchen table. Yeah. yeah. Your wife really is just. She's super mom, man. <laughs> She's a G, bro. Like we should do a podcast just about our wives. We should, man. Let's be real, because I wouldn't be. <laughs> Don't me look at me. Yet, <laughs> Don't look at me. So, yeah, I'm not getting married anytime soon. You heard it here first, folks. Two more years. Facts. Twenty more years. <laughs> okay. So, last thing, advice you two would give to someone who's about to be a parent, or just parenting advice in general. Breathe. I'm surprised you didn't say sleep. Yeah, definitely sleep. Yeah, you want to sleep before the baby gets here for sure, because after they get here, it's it's tough. I mean, sleep comes back eventually, I guess, but. I, still, I ain't there yet i get a few days at a time where i'm like yeah but then for the most part it's not good but in all reality just breathe it's, it's not it's not as bad as what you think it is um i definitely meditate a lot more now by the way <laughs> me and edna both but yeah you definitely got to breathe you got to kind of realize like this little person is depending on you so your stress can rub onto your child so let's take a step back sometimes breathe and do what you need to do you guys got this that's what i would tell yeah, I think for me, man, um, 
I, I would say if you are young, uh, maybe like newly married or, or whatever, whatever your relationship status is, man, don't feel the need to like rush into having kids. I think, man, like being Oklahomans and Midwesterners, uh, like we just have kind of like this urge to start families really young. Um, and I don't think anybody like necessarily thinks about that. Um, but I, I don't know, man. How long have you and Edna been married? Two years. Two years. So How we. How long have you all been together? Five, six, seven, seven years. Now you waited a long time, bro. Yeah, five years. Waited about five years. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, my wife and I have been together for seven years, and we've actually been married for six. But we had kids early, and like the the idea is like the first five five years of your marriage or your relationship are ultra difficult as it is. Fact. You know what I'm saying? And so like adding kids to that mix is like the perfect like you know the the perfect companion for you know disaster. disappointment and disaster and frustrations and fights and all that stuff, man. So I think, man, like I've got a couple of friends, Josh and Angela, who are my age. They've been married for a couple years and they like have decided like, hey, like let's wait on the kids thing and like just do life together for a while. And like they're doing really cool stuff like together and separately and they can have parties anytime they want to. They can go anywhere anytime they want to. I mean, they do have like a dog, you know, which is like a kid to them. Shout out to Daisy. I know you watching. What up, girl? <laughs> um wolf wolf you know what it is um but yeah man like they're doing like really cool things and they consciously have decided to wait on kids you know what i'm saying so like in a sense i'm envious of that you know what i'm saying because like the last night they had a party for angela's birthday happy birthday angela they had a party and like i had to, well my wife had to like we had to work out childcare, you know so we can go to this party and it was like Man, like I wish sometimes that I didn't have to do that, you know. And so give it six more years, they can watch themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, but in the meantime and in between time, you yeah, hiring the babysitters. Time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, just don't rush into it, man. And and if by some stroke of you know luck, the Lord blesses you with the kid before you're ready, just make sure, man, you got people around you that love and support you, man. This kind of goes back to that support system. Uh, I mean, it's it's necess it's necessary, man. Takes you know, a village. I think with especially for women, my wife battled with postpartum depression um, for a while, and like to this day, like our kids are five and four, and she still, you know, is has hard times with fighting depression, you know. And so, um, I don't know, man. It just it it takes a it takes a village, man. It takes a support system, not only for the kids but also for parents, you know. And so, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the dad I am today if I didn't have friends who are also fathers that I can go to talk about the things that, you know, are, you know, upsetting me or questions that I have about fatherhood or questions that I have about being a husband or whatever. Um, I wouldn't be in the position that I am now if I didn't have dudes around me that have been in my shoes that I can bounce questions off of, you know, and bounce frustrations off of dudes that can tell me that I need to chill. Dudes that can tell me that I need to, I was going to say put my foot down, but there's none of that happening in my home. So, um, I love you, baby.
<laughs> I mean, that's good advice in general. We all need support systems in everything we do, mm -hmm. and we all need more listening. That's true. Listening. In everything we do. Listening. I feel like having a kid kind of uh, makes you forget you need to use all that everywhere else in life, but it definitely it betters that character. Yeah. It definitely does. Because you're absolutely right. We need to listen everywhere we go. That's how you become a better friend, better coworker, etc. Right. And uh, becoming a father kind of hits you home. It's like, this is you. Mm -hmm. I, it's like, I don't know about whenever I have a son, I, I hear, you know, girls are daddy's girls, but man, having this little girl in my life now, I, I'm definitely not the same man I was, you know, two and a half months before she got here. Like, things have just changed. Yeah. That's true. That's what's up, Jojo. Tim likes to ask about quotes. So like, no, you don't say. Oh, <laughs> I'm not the dude that puts all the quotes on the screen every time. And the name when we have it. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it's anonymous. Facts. So, Jojo, what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote is uh, by Maya Angelou. It says, uh, people will forget what you've said to them. People will forget uh, the things that you've done. But they will never forget how you made them feel. Um, and so that's just about, you know, being present and being in the moment and, you know, leaving situations better than you found. That works well with talking about parenting too. Facts. Yep. We'll be back soon with more positive news. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Glad to be here. <laughs> on that note, stay positive. We're out. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Lightning! And we're gone. Wakanda. Forever. Oh, we still got lightning? Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang forever! I want to be a superhero. <laughs>